welcome back to the Pool Pro Podcast, episode number 19. Have you ever thought of doing bacteria tests for homeowners as another source of revenue? You're going to want to listen to today's podcast as we talk about the exact blue test, as well as the fascinating background of our guest who has taken care of the Pentagon and Watergate pools back in the 60s and 70s. Listen up. Welcome back to the Pool Pro Podcast. This is Dave Rockwell. I'm here with my co-host, Michelle Cavanaugh. Hey, everybody. Today we have, oh, sorry. sorry, Michelle. That's no, okay. No problem. Today we have, we have a, uh, a very interesting guest with us today, Dan Dyer from Genemis. Yep, Genemis, yep. Of America. I'm sorry? Of America. Of Genemis Laboratories of America. Thank you. And... Um, He's got a very interesting story to tell, and he's got a very interesting tool for pool pros to use in the field that we're going to introduce you to. Uh, Dan, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I, I yes, and Dan, you guys have probably seen Dan all over LinkedIn. If you're on LinkedIn, it'll say James Dyer on LinkedIn, and you'll probably see him commenting on lots of posts out there. But uh, he's been around a while in the swimming pool industry. Dan, just can you tell us a little bit about your background? I started as a young lifeguard when I was about 16 years old in uh, Virginia. I then went into uh, an area called uh, the Pentagon. And I, I was a lifeguard at the Pentagon. After that, I left and got involved with pool management. Mm. From there, I went to pool service. From there, I went to pool building. And I built gunite pools as well as vinyl pools. Nice. Wow, that's fascinating. What you were actually lifeguarding at the Pentagon pool. Is it an indoor pool, I'm assuming? It's the <laughs> only, one of the early pools that was built by uh, hand. You had to, you couldn't get a gunite rig in there or the hose. You had to carry the buckets of cement down. So are we allowed to know who was actually swimming in that pool? <laughs> at, at that time, it was only the men officers. Now it's both the male and the female. Wow. What year are we talking? We're talking uh, late 60s. <laughs> okay, fascinating. Well, there goes to show you how far we've come that we can, the women can actually swim in the pool now. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, it used to be, the, the officers used to come down and test the water. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and Dan, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about your particular product, um, which we'll talk about in more detail. But um, you have a very fascinating story that I learned about, and I just wanted to see if you would feel comfortable sharing that with us, because I think anybody who um, would be listening to this podcast would be fascinated to know, and especially with what's going on in the crazy world right now, I just think a story like this is, is truly amazing. Okay. After my years in the swimming pool industry, I did retire. I sold my business to my cousin. The business is still there almost 50, year, 50 years now. It served the Washington, D.C. market, Virginia, and Maryland. I've even built in Pennsylvania at one time. Uh, I was going to the Atlantic City show uh, to see old friends and say hello as they were getting ready to retire. And I, as I was walking the floor, I saw this young couple, and nobody was paying attention to them. There had been a newspaper article about Legionnaires, which I had recently read, and it, it really because it was discovered here in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania in 1970, I believe it was 1972. Uh, just before that, I had met the man at Home Depot who was actually called in and identified as Legionnaires. 
Wow. So I went to the, I went to the young man and I said, look, you have a great product. I want to think about it and I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. You know, like Atlantic City. <laughs> so the next day I went back to him. I said, look, I'd like to represent you in the United States. I said, not only that, I'd like to rep represent you around the country and the world if I could. So he agreed. We got contracted. Uh, then we went to Greece because the Greece infrastructure is so bad. We discovered that the hotels there normally get legionnaires. It's not talked about. But uh, we discovered there was a lot more legionnaires in that country than anyone ever could admit. So we signed up uh, someone in Greece, and he agreed to represent us on, on, in Greece itself in part of Sicily. Um, the one problem we had was financing. The interest rate with the banks, if you can get a loan, is 25%. Wow. So that deal by the wayside. Then we started signing up. I met Kevin, Kevin Post, uh, at a conference, and I had talked to him about his article that he had written and how wonderful it was. He let me know he was at the Pentagon also, and he had renovated the Pentagon pool. So we, that that gave us a common ground on each other. Yeah. Uh, so I brought Kevin in, asking to be our executive vice president. He, he did. He started pointing me in some directions, which I joined some associations like California, for instance. You did. Yes, you did. And uh, I started bringing in another gentleman from Ecolab who is who re recently had retired. He had ran the Ecolab swimming pools where they test about 65,000 pools per month throughout the country yep. with Ecolab systems. He then brought Ecolab to the table. We then, we, we then had a visit with Marriott Corporation down in Bethesda, Maryland. They came aboard. And then all of a sudden what happened is the, the virus set in. Everybody backed away from me. And uh, we're, we're probably up for next year, we hope, if the economy comes back. Uh, we did a study in Texas uh, down by uh, Kevin's dad's, who had, who had had three legionnaires three separate times. Well, what we did is we discovered six different places that Legionnaire was growing. One was in the shower head. One in a simple guard deck hose that's used had Legionnaires there. We found, we found uh, in the female shower heads, we also found Legionnaires. And three air, two other areas of the hot tub and then the commercial pool. Then we ran a study. It's called a DNA. We can actually take the water from DNA, we have it, uh, have it done, and we can tell you where the legionnaire is coming from. Well, it turned out it wasn't the pool. It was the feed water going to the pool. Last week, I did a study of a above-ground pool, 1632, four-foot constant. Uh, I, I found legionnaires very heavily in this pool. I asked a young lady a couple questions, and she admitted that she had put the liner away wet, moved it from New York to Pennsylvania, uh, the, the pool had set when they assembled it. It grew algae, but she needed a new filter. Of course, she went online, was very disappointed with delivery. But uh, between the two, the algae and the transport, uh, the liner had been damp. It grew, it grew legionnaires. And uh, we went ahead and we shocked the pool heavily. Uh, I'm now going to go up next week and run another test to see if it's there. I warned her about using the pool that she wasn't to go in, she wasn't to touch the water, and how, how contaminated it was. It, it gave me very high readings. 
unlike uh, some. So uh, this is where we are. We're now looking for dealers, people who want to make an extra dollar, especially in the service business. In the service business, where I see this fitting would be the service vehicle could go out while they're servicing the vehicles, take a sample of water, run the test, and make an extra hundred dollars. Uh, you could do this at least uh, three to four times, if not five times per year, and get an extra revenue stream going. And then the product can be sold to the homeowner. So the homeowner can go inside and test their own water. Uh, I think it's a good retail item as well as a service item to build revenue. And tell us, Dan, tell us the name of the product and how the product works. Well, it's called Exact Blue. It's a small little device using nanotechnology. You turn it on, you drop a small bottle of water in, you go to your application, you push the button, and within five minutes, you have the reading. You also get, you put in the address, the home, you put in the date, and it gives you the time. So you protect yourself by doing this. The pool builder, for instance, when he walked away from the pool with, with water, I know in my case, we used to have to buy water. We never knew where the water came from. So at, at that point, there was no problem with legionnaires or bacteria in swimming pools. Had, we had algae. Today, I'd recommend highly for everyone to test the water. The young man in Texas who ran that pool, he's being sued right now for ne uh, negligence on his part and not testing for legionnaires. Of course, he did not know this, but in court, you knew or you should have known. I've had many discussions with attorneys who say it will probably put him out of business. I spoke to another major hotel corporation. They had had a death in Atlanta, Georgia. That was last year. Well, it, the insurance company they thought they had let them know, you don't have insurance for legionnaires. We're not going to cover this. Between yeah. her death and 49 other people being ill, this corporation is going to have to pay out a lot of money out of pocket thinking they had insurance. So I'd recommend all pool guys, go to your insurance agent, see if you're covered for legionnaires. Try to find out because if this, if this large corporation was not, who knows what you have in your insurance coverage. And what is it, test? what is the result showing you? Is it's not giving you specifics on what, what's in the water, it's just telling you low, medium, or high as far as bacteria. Is that correct? That's, that, that, that's, that is correct. And of course, the majority of people will never need any assistance. It's the ones that you don't know about. The ones that have never been tested, like the young lady in Pennsylvania here. She had no idea what was going on. Yeah. And luckily, she's young enough because Legionnaires appears very much like the virus. 55 years and older, a smoker or a problem uh, with breathing, respiratory. And uh, in Texas, I'll give you an example of there were four people at this one pool who had filed suit because they were so sick from Legionnaires. Now their ages were 70 to 75 years old and they were non-smokers. Right. So there was something there in their system that let them get sick. But what was most interesting is this particular pool, three years in a row, had Legionnaires. So the health department left, everybody left, we went in and we located everything for them. It was a good study for us in the United States. Uh, Kevin was involved to see the facts. And the, the, we wrote code this year, excuse me, last year, and it's being voted on soon, that all commercial pools will be tested 
on a regular basis for bacteria. This way you're protected. Now, this is the model of aquatic health code, is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. So you, do they put in a change system. request, just so you know, Dave, they put in a change request with the model aquatic health code to, um, to, to do some bacteria testing in commercial pools. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And the CDC enforces that law. Yes, they do. Well, they don't enforce it. They, they back it. They don't, they can't enforce it, but um, right. the health departments enforce it. Locally. The health departments, but the local yeah, health departments not, not the CDC, have to but... roll off the, uh, the, the MAC. Dave, and what do you think as a service uh, guy about this? Well, um, I, I believe that there's a huge value um, to having a test like this available. I have some more questions for you, Dan, about the actual test itself. It, yes, it is a, it's a non-specific test. It just tells you if there's bacteria in the water. It doesn't necessarily identify if it's Legionnaires or, or does it? We are having the test next year that will identify the Legionnaires. Unfortunately, we couldn't bring it out on time this year. We, we have a test for COVID that's we be coming out in September, October. And that's where we took all our energy because every time we make a switch, it's $2 million. Wow. Yeah. So, so the, I, I see a tremendous value in this, just yeah. in the in getting public pools opened right now. There's so much fear and so much uh, yeah. um, uh, people just not knowing. Um, this this would be a, a tremendous thing to have to to first open up the pool and then to be able to test and keep it open. Um, as far as Legionnaires' disease itself, uh, my understanding is that it becomes a real danger, not as just a, a individual uh, pathogen floating in the water, but when biofilm starts in the pool, it starts to live in the biofilm. That's correct. And, and it's, it's not something you catch in the water, it's something you, that becomes airborne when the, uh, when the water is aer aerosolized or, or uh, in the case of a spa, it evaporates and you breathe the vapors. That's why the CDC and the NSF put out a, no a notice. If your pools are closed, still you need to test it. It's so important because as, as you say, it goes into the air and it can affect someone in, in it, really the neighborhood and they would never know it. They would never ever know. And see there, the opportunity for biofilm to grow in a pool is there's a, there's a lot of ways it can happen. Even in residential pools, a lot of homeowners go three to six months without ever using their spa. So that spa jet, and it's a separate spa jet pump that never runs. And you've got basically water that becomes unchlorinated and things can grow there. And you see the, the scum in the lint pot and the algae growing in the lint pot. And yeah. um, so that that's how even in a res residential pool that, that can be started. And so, um, having that test would be, I, I see a value to it and even, even in the residential market. Well, I, I agree because the value to me is protecting the service, small service guy, has a few pools, makes a living, but the fact that he could be sued and left wide open could hurt someone very deeply, very deeply. Yeah. Many years ago, it was about the uh, NSPI and your codes on building pools with people snapping their necks. Yeah, and now, yeah, yeah, and, and now organization form, forms of bacteria. It can also test cooling towers, restaurants, uh, your fresh water systems, whatever water goes through. Right now, I recently talked to a superintendent of schools in Wisconsin. Uh, what she did, 
telling me is that when she closed her school, all her schools down in Wisconsin, basically she left the water on in, in the pipes and a lot of offices also in the pipes. This is where plumbers would come to a great benefit just to test the water to be sure when they enter, they're not going to get sick. Yeah. Yeah. We had a great conversation last week with Terry Arco from Hasa uh, Chemicals uh, about source water. Yep. And he told us a story about a pool that uh, was green when they filled it. And as soon as they chlorinated it, it turned root beer brown because there was a bacteria that had attached to iron in the water. Right. And um, so it seems to me like having a bacteria test would have told them before they ever chlorinated it that what they were in, what they were in. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, let me ask you, I was going to ask, go ahead, Dan. I'm sorry. What, 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 when they do this and put this kind of water in there and they clear it up for the homeowner, they should run a test and ask the homeowner to sign a release that there is no bacteria, legionnaires, or E. coli in the water. That way they can walk away and say, I did my job. The homeowner agreed with me. I showed them the test. Because the homeowner, lawyers will always come back at where the money is. And the pool guy could be one of them. Or the builder, whatever. Yeah. So from a, from a perspective on the service side, Dave, I just want to get your take on it because you've been doing this a long time. Right. Well, you know, when I talk to service guys, especially small service companies, I mean, they're, they're competing with a lot of other service guys in their market. And, and a lot of them are just charging the, you know, the lowest amount for their service. And of course, the, the, a lot of the homeowners are pretty, um, you know, they expect a lot for that amount of money and it could be a small right. amount. So when you're talking to a service guy, you talk about potentially another revenue source with this particular product. Do you see that as even something they would even entertain because of the fact that they're so price sensitive, they assume that everything's based on price. When I don't uh, necessarily believe that, but I'm not the one out in the field doing it. Do you see that they'd be like, we can't charge the customer another hundred dollars, you know, twice a year or three times a year or even seasonally because they're having a hard enough time paying the small amount that they're paying us now. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I think there's, first of all, there's kind of two types of pool guys. There are just the, the guys that have as many accounts as they can take on and splash and dash from one to the other as fast as they can. And right. being in a, in a very small budget market. Uh, there are others that are beginning to educate themselves and, and start to, starting to care very deeply about the quality of the water that their customers are swimming in. And there's also a growing number of customers who are becoming very health conscious and this this COVID right. situation is making more and more people aware of the dangers of disease transmission yeah and so i see having a tool like this in your arsenal and being able to offer some you know that certainly would never hurt to offer it and and yeah. uh, let uh, me say this I used to work for the Kennedy family. I used to work for Vice President Rockefeller. I did work for a lot of politicians because I had a security clearance. Today, if one of those people were to die from Legionnaires, imagine what would have happened. Right. Well, and, and there's a lot of us out here that, that do work for um, A-list celebrities, yep. um, business you know, basically multimillionaires and billionaires um, to be able to certify to them that you're keeping them safe uh, is a huge thing. And, and a lot of these people too are asking for 
uh, low chlorine pools. We're using ozone more and more and chlorine less and less. Um, so it, it, it's a tremendous tool to be able to supplement. Um, yeah. Basically, you know, being able to prove the fact that we've got healthy water. We use ORP. We, we use uh, either uh, an indigo blue or a, a FASDPD to measure low uh, levels of sanitizer. But to take that one step further, I think is a, is a great tool to have. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. The other thing, those were ozonators, those were UV, uh, UVs machines. They, they need to learn also that legionnaires can, can get through those machines at first. Eventually, they crush them and get rid of them and, and take them down in size. But it, legionnaires is big and fat. It likes to hide. For instance, in Texas, we found it in the hot tub behind the gasket. As Dave was pointing out, it hide, you know, the gaskets even. So that, that's an area where maybe had this couple that had gotten ill, not set in the hot tub, they'd have been fine. But the pool was okay, yet maybe it wasn't. But they got, these are, these are elderly people and they're very, they got very ill. It's not worth it. And it can affect them, it can affect them for the rest of their lives. Shorten your lives, actually. Right. Um, and, and I see this, and we, we did a, a lot of traveling um, the last couple of years, my family and I, and stayed in hotels, and the kids always want to use the pool, obviously. And I can't tell you how many times I, I had to turn them around because the pool was cloudy and gray. It was out of chlorine. Um, it, by the fact, the condition of the water, you could tell it had been out of chlorine for a good long time. That's exactly how biofilms start. They, yes, sir. The bacteria living in the water finds finds a place to, to land, and and then it starts to grow. It, it they they it becomes a living colony. It's not always legionnaires. It's not always something really horrible, but uh, a bunch of different ty types of bacteria grow together and start acting as a community and protecting each other, and it becomes very hard to get rid of. In 1972, I went to Georgia for classes on chemistry. Joel Grayson III, who was in his about 60, 70 years old at the time, held a bottle up and said, see this? You're going to be paying as much for a bottle glass of water than, than a gallon of gas. Now, yeah. at that time, he was right. But, of course, gasoline is more expensive now. But uh, he predicted this. He said, there's so many things wrong with water and will be even worse in the future. He said, I want you to pay attention. I want you to learn how we get rid of things. Yeah. And, why, and what's the science, um, Dan? So I know that um, you, you have the U.S. market, but where is this, the original um, company? Where is it located? They're located in Canada. Uh, they're oh, they are. Okay. And they work at a Waterloo College. We recently received a patent for Exact Blue. So that's okay. the good news. Yeah. Uh, we are trying to get other patents. We're working on the, on the COVID test. We are working with three doctors in New York City at a major hospital. So it's not a fly-by-night uh, thing that we're putting together to make a couple dollars. Uh, next year, we will have that. We feel that in Canada, England, and in France, they've already identified COVID in the water and that it will eventually work its way into our water system if, it, if it's not put under control. So they said to themselves, well, this is coming from hospitals. Well, they learned it's not coming from hospitals. It's coming from all over. 
And we do feel if it's something that's not done soon, that the water systems could possibly be in infected. Well, the chlorine would kill it, though, if it got in the water system, correct? It, it could. <laughs> You're like, let me just, yeah. <laughs> we had some great conversations early on um, with uh, Roy Vore, who who's a, a microbiologist for... Uh, uh, who, who's he with? Uh, it was Biolab. He's not anymore. He retired, Dave, just so you oh, know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, at the time, uh, Richard Falk, who's a, a kind of a chemistry guru for, for the industry. Um, and the one thing that they said is that although the, the COVID is very, it's virulent, it's really easy to catch. It's also a single strand RNA virus. It's, it's not that hard to kill. Chlorine, even soap and water will kill it. Right. Uh, so... But the most important thing, and, and, and I think this is where um, these light commercial pools, homo, HOAs, hotels, motels, yes, are going to have to really up their game and not let these pools run out of chlorine yeah. uh, and not let, not let the potential for, for biofilms and, and living organisms to, to last in the water. Um, so be, again, be, having some, something to test for that is is a great tool for the for the pool industry. Yeah, we we feel the same way. Uh, this is our fifteenth month in business. We think by next year we are hoping to more and more people uh, will understand the importance of the testing. Not only that, when you have children and they're in the pool most of the time, you need to protect the children. And the reason I do this, and the reason I came out of retirement, I have grandchildren. Mm -hmm. I worry about them and worry yeah. about their And I think because they do spend so much time in the water, I worry about it even more now, knowing what I found out, knowing what can happen to a child is a terrible thing. So parents should be more aware, like your Dave was saying, because of COVID. Yeah. What's the website that people go to, Dan, if they want to learn more about the product? americatestyourwater.com and yeah. if you're in Europe, europetestyourwater.com and if you're in Canada, what is it? americatestyourwater.com <laughs> Oh, in Canada it is? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, we're allowed yeah. We're, we're, we're allowed to sell around the world. We did, oh, I see. We did uh, do a project in Africa. Uh, the, what they do is they line up cartridge filters and then before they take in anything per day, they test the water. Every day it's tested to be sure. So it went really well for us. And there's a lot of opportunities that are coming forward. Like next year, we're gonna have a test for lead, a test for lead. Nobody will have this. That's true. Every time someone gets closer to us, we'll yeah. go ahead and have something else available. You know, we've talked to uh Chip Blatchley at Purdue, who, who knows a lot about uh, uh, chlor chloramines and chlorine uh, right. byproducts. We've talked to um, a lot, a number of different people. And, and it's kind of what I've learned through these podcasts that we've been doing is we're very limited as, as pool professionals as to the test kits that are available to us. Yep. Or it's not widely known, the, the things that we can use to test the water. 
And so that's that's really the main reason we wanted to have you on, Dan, because I think this is a great tool or something. Well, thank you. Coming from you. Coming from you, that means a lot to me. I want to thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. And and um, yeah, to, to be able to to drill down, you know, most most of the time it's it doesn't pools kind of cruise and they're they're not they're not a problem, but um, it's when the pools crash when they run out of chlorine when the when yeah uh you know take your average backyard pool where the um the pool's cruising along and and uh you're chlorinating it once a week and everything's bright and shiny and nice and then without telling you the homeowner brings the little league team home and they all jump in the pool and you get there the next week and the pool's full of algae and the water's gray and cloudy and it's like well, what what happened <laughs> uh, yeah so, and there's some, some smaller hotels who are very thrifty, let's say, when it comes to their pool, because the pools and hotels make no money. Yeah. It's something that they have to have to get the guests in. Yeah. I, yeah. I, was, I was lucky uh, when I was in pool management, we had the water gates where, where the break-in occurred. Yeah. They went out of their way because they had scientists that lived there that worked for the government. Whatever the pool needed, it could have. <laughs> Probably the safest pool in the country to swim in. Yeah, I would think so. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes. So. Well, thank that, you so much. Did you have another question, Dave? But I was gonna before no, we might up. Say that, that, to, that's something that that uh, those of us who really do care about water quality that yeah you know, the more and more tools we can have. I'm very intrigued to be able to test for lead, to, to be able to test. After that conversation we had on source water, and, you know, I follow Aaron Brockovich and, you know, people right, who are right. very concerned. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is very concerned about the environment and about our water quality. And uh, there's a lot of things in the water right now that, that uh, we don't have the ability to test for, but uh, potentially uh, can make people sick in, in different ways. And so the more, the more testing ability we have, the more we can protect our homeowners. That's 100% correct. Anything you can do to protect your loved ones is, is a great thing to have and a tool that can be used. And as I see it, there'll be other things coming down the road and hopefully we'll be there to work on it. This all started with dental labs. That's how we got to the product is to test we did a study with a dental lab in Toronto. What we found is out of 12 chairs, 10 chairs had legionnaires. Wow. What? Yes. That is yeah. concerning to say the least. Well, wow. I, we, now, we now sell mostly to dentists. Yeah. And that's in Canada, in Canada you do? Yeah. In Canada you sell to dentists? Oh, no, actually worldwide. Oh, well, wow, okay. Yeah, because the dental labs know that the product works and there are tight associations also like like yours. And the word gets out and before you know it, you have a good client base. Yes, ma'am. Wow, fascinating. Well, thank you so much, Dan, for coming on. This is great. We may do some follow-ups with you in the future as things come out and as maybe there's some, you know, people start using the product and we can, you know, talk about uh, bring you on with someone who's actually used it in the field and get some results, you know, real live results and, and feedback. That'd be great. Would you be open to that? Yeah, we're more than glad. And if Dave wants some samples, I'll be more than glad to send to him. I'd love uh, it. If you could get in touch with me by email, 
jd yep. at americatestyourwater.com and I'll get them out to you, see how you like them in the field. Yes. Perfect. That, that, that's great. I'd love it. Yes, well, sir. thanks so much, Dan. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for coming on today. I want to thank you very much. It's been an honor. Thanks for your time. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, so let's, oh, Dan, no, don't, don't leave, Dan. Oh, there you are. Dan, let's do the intro. Let's record the intro one more time because I feel like the intro was a little, was, was, was struggling. Do you okay. mind? Because we, we can cut this piece into the, the front of the video anytime. Yes, ma'am. So let's, let's record the intro one more time, Dave, just because it was, we struggled a little bit with the intro. Um, just, and make sure you get Genimus Laboratories of America. Will you, um, will you start that over Incor one more time? Could you put incorporated? Incorporated, sure. Genimus yeah. Laboratories of America Incorporated. Got it. Yes. I'm going to write it down. Yep. Genimus Laboratories of America Incorporated. Laboratories, plural. Dan, it is plural, right? Laboratories of America. Yes, ma'am, it is. Yes. I'm sorry. Genimus Laboratories of America Inc. Yep. Okay. No kidding. You cannot come up here. My cat's trying to come up on the table. Ah. Uh. Okay, so we're just going to start one more time, you know, and Dave, just start whenever you want, because we'll just have them cut this into the beginning of the video. So just start whenever you're ready. All right. Welcome back to the Pool Pro Podcast. This is Dave Rockwell with my guest, Michelle Cavanaugh. Hey, everybody. Actually, not my, you know what? Let's scratch that. You're my co-host. Start over. No, it's all good. <laughs> Take three. Welcome back to the Pool Pro Podcast. I'm Dave Rockwell with my co-host, Michelle Cavanaugh. Hey, everybody. And today we're, we have the privilege of talking to Dan Dyer of Genimus Laboratories of America Incorporated. Dan, we're so happy to have you. Thanks for coming on. Welcome. Well, thank you very much. Perfect. So that was good. That was good, Dave. Thank you for doing that. Sure. Hey, um, Dan. You don't mind, do you mind at all sharing any of your health background or is that something you don't feel comfortable talking about? Uh, about my health? Yeah. Uh, with, from, the car, from the car accident? Yes. Do you feel comfortable talking about that or yeah. is that something you don't feel comfortable about? Because the only reason I'm, I brought I'm, that up is I'm I think okay. people would be fascinated by that. Okay. Yeah. So can, can, you, just, can you just tell us your story about that? That would be amazing. In 2001, I was in a car accident where... The automobile I had did not have an airbag. So a lady cutting in front of me, coming down the wrong side of the road, I went over top of her into a wall. Oh my gosh. So what happened, I broke my neck, my back. Uh, I have a severe brain injury. Um, my wrist, my ankles. Uh, and after 27 surgeries, I'm somewhat repaired except for the uh, the brain injury. I still have my moments. I fight with that, but it, I have accepted it. But I was in a coma for three years. So a certain car manufacturer came forward and picked up all my bills, as well as threw me a few dollars. Uh, in that time, it took me 15 years to come back, to get the surgeries done. My, my dear wife, who works with disabled children, uh, helped me learn to talk. I had to learn to walk. I had to learn so many various things that in my memory. I didn't remember a lot of, I didn't remember my own children. I, I thought I was in Virginia 
where I lived, but I was in Georgia. Wow. And it, it, the, the mind played games during this time, but every day I remember someone. It, it, two weeks ago, I remember my cousin, and I contacted him in San Francisco, and he had to tell me a little bit about my grandfather, which I probably had forgotten. So this is, this is basically what, what, what happens. The mind is very interesting. So I wanted to go back in business. I found a good product that I brought to market, very new, that because of BioLab Chemical, I understood water. If not been for the BioLab Chemical, believe me, I'd be lost. They were so good to me, so very good. And I had four retail stores, and we did quite well, quite well. That's crazy. That's, a, that's an amazing story, Dan. Thank you so much for sharing that. Can I ask one question? Sure. Do you have any memory of being in a coma at all? Like, do you have, like, do you remember, are there any, like, thoughts that come into your mind about hearing or? or... The only memory I have is a woman coming to look at me when I awoke. Eventually, eventually she showed up. Mm. And it turned out she was my wife. I didn't know who she was. I had no idea. Then they brought my two daughters. And recently I've gotten back with my daughters. Their mom has passed away. Uh, they paid a price for me being ill. A yeah. dear price. Wow. So That's I mean, I, well, thank you very much. It's it just something that happens. It was, I have no anger. I don't feel bad about anybody. It's just something that happened. It was a moment in my life, but it did take away from my children. Yeah. That, that's a shame, but it's it's a delight to see you uh, in the shape you're in now. It looks like you've recovered very well. Thanks, sir. I, yeah. I'll tell Stacy what you said. <laughs> <laughs> it's really because of her and the way she was educated to treat the disabled. It's that's truly true. amazing what she did with children and with myself. That's terrific. Yeah. And that's Sandy, right? She's part of the business. She's the president of the company. Yes, ma'am. Yep. We're, we're getting her groomed so she can educate. She does, nice. she does have her master's degree from Columbia. She is a, basically a teacher, but for dis, disabilities. So I think she's perfect in education that we can give webinars to people. Yeah. And come forward and add little comments along the line, which we're, we're planning on doing next year. Got it. Fantastic. Well, thanks again, Dan, for sharing that. I really appreciate it. That's a very thank fascinating story. Thank you, Michelle. Yes, and we'll, we'll, we'll be in touch soon. We'll be in touch this week. You got it. Thank you so much. A new voice in the industry, a resource for all, education for you. This is Pool Pro Podcast. Build relationships and share important news as we get ready for our next backyard adventure. Pool Pro Podcast. Backyard adventures are better together. Please take a moment to share, like, and review our content with all of those that would be interested.